Welcome to the Flower Hour Podcast, the podcast where conversations blossom. It is your boy, Sean Flores. If you love this podcast and you've really enjoyed it, please share, subscribe and follow and look forward to the journey we will be going on. Hey, good evening to everybody. You're joined for Flower Hour episode 10 i'm going to be going live today with lewis one of the founders from man talk we're going to be talking about why he's founded um the organization and how important it is for men to speak about their issues and so much more um so i'm just looking forward to having this conversation so i hope you guys ask questions repost comment throw your questions in um the live as well if you enjoy it most importantly so yeah let's get this going i hope you can see it lewis and check in. But yeah, I hope everyone's doing well today. It's the start of the week. Let's hope everyone is going to be a great week for everyone. Let me send this through. You can request to uh, jump in the live, Lewis, at any point. Yeah. And most importantly, I forgot to let everyone know that's tuning in now and that's going to be tuning in later. I've got some really really good guests in oh request to jump in the live um lewis or you can just jump in and then jump back out again so yeah um but yeah hopefully this works i need a haircut actually most importantly Let me send this through again. Send a request. Cool. All right. Now we can get this. Yes, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's all right, bro. Technology gets the better of us sometimes, man. I know, I know, I know. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. It's been a while, man. We've been meaning to do a shoot, but we never got round to it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're here now talking about something more, like, I, I suppose even more important. Yeah, universe has its time for everything, I guess, yeah. I, I suppose if that's if you fall in the idea of destiny and coincidence and faith. But yeah, no, could you um introduce yourself to my audience and let them know who you are and, yeah. Um, yeah, so my name's Leon Lewis, um, co-founder of The Man Talk, which is a male empowerment platform here to create positive um, conversations, really, in regards to the experience of, of being a male. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so why did you find um, found it and how has it been going so far for you as an organisation? Um, so for myself, it, it was, I guess, a pers- personal need. I, I, I went through... Um, depression when I was how old? Uh, 20, 28 I think I was and it kind of just hit me from nowhere I couldn't put my finger on exactly what was causing it or what what the reasons were and um, it was just a hard time I was pretty vocal with friends and family around um, but that was that. I was having suicidal thoughts at the time as well, like not in the case of like actually taking my life, but just didn't want to be here anymore. Uh, just didn't want to get out of bed. And um, yeah, from there, I found out, well, I got out of my situation from literally reading a book, which helped me with, with a lot of the stuff I was going through. And then um, two years after that, I found out that suicide was a leading cause in death in males under the age of 45. And then I realised that when I was going through what I was going through, it was such a like, large burden. And I didn't actually realise it was just the regular norm. Obviously, if that's the leading cause of death, it, it, it is like an OK thing for you to be going through and experiencing what, what I was, was experiencing. So I just thought... How many things are there that males carry as burdens that they don't speak about? Um, and it's just like you might have a room full of, I don't know, even just being on a tube with 30 guys and they might all have, think they're only going through, they're the only person going through what they're going through. But actually, if they were to speak, have conversations, they'd realise that, you know what, 
I'm going through the same thing or I've experienced similar or I've gone through stuff in the past. So it was just like that, really. And I think a lot of males haven't really got um, friendship groups in which they're able to be, you know, completely open and, and vulnerable. And also, like, uh, guys that are in, in relationships, sometimes um, <laughs> the how their relationships set up for them to be vulnerable and to, to, to open up is it, something that's difficult for them to do just in thinking about, you know, what's going to happen after that, you know, what's the repercussions going to be? If you're meant to be the, the strong male in your relationship, if, if, if that's the, the character and the role that you've taken on, then that's it. And, and I'm also aware just like, just in a relationship point of view, just how many people, and this isn't everybody, but a lot of people are in relationships where they're not their like 100% authentic self. They're sort of playing a, a character or a role to a certain degree in a sense of like, you know, um, I don't know, some people are in jobs and they're not 100% themselves in their job. They, 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 they're the character or the person that needs to be to be that job. And it's just not their real self. So yeah, that was basically it. And can I ask, so let me ask you a question. When you were going through what you were going through, how were you able to arise? And how were you able to come to the place that you are now? Because there's perhaps there's going to be some men who haven't been able to get out of that and you've made the platform, but how did you find the strength? For me, for me personally, it, it was a, literally just, just a book. I stumbled across, um, like, Charlemagne the God's book, um, Black Privilege. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and it just, there were just a lot of things that, you know, resonated with me and made me think about my own life and, and, and what I was feeling. And I kind of put my depressed state down to me just being sort of stagnant in life, not taking charge, just going with the flow. But um, to be honest with you, I don't think that there's, like, a one thing that will fix a, a male situation and that's why I think it's very much important for you know a large group of males to be involved in the conversation just so it's like oh okay if that doesn't work for you then maybe try this and 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 that was the thing with the mantle as well as a platform is we've not been stuck in a set place of like okay we could say oh you know where we work on men's mental health but um, we're strong believers that it's the full male experience. Because if, if, you know, if you're having issues financially and that's causing a, a large stress on your mental health, on your well-being, then we have to look at that factor as well. You can't just home in and focus on, on mental health as it's one thing, you know, relationships. There's loads of factors that, you know, have to be considered. So it's just, yeah, having, having conversations about all these things. And you've been able to get individuals such as Terrell Lewis on. And you've had Simeon Panda on as well. How important have these big names, big men especially, been to promoting the platform that you have? Yeah, so Terrell's my, my, my business partner. So um, me and Terrell run the, run the platform together. Um, and we've also got Xavier on board, who's our in-house life coach. Um, but yeah, having, having the, uh, those people that, you know, the Simeon Pandas, Callum Best, um, we've had, like, well, a load of guys on it. It's been valuable in a sense of that it's brought large awareness and also I, I think some people I'm not going to say all people but they look at certain people's sort of Instagram life and they're, they're kind of looking at the end products but they don't realize that you know there has been struggles in that journey and it's it, it's finding out you know what how they've got to what they've got to and sorry where they've got to and a lot of people still struggle like with their mental health and, and you know there's there's like a dark side to Know, this social media thing so you may think you know because somebody's successful and got all these this stuff and fame and people are aware there's like a dark side to that and you know you've had you've got the um the love islands um there's like a few of them have, have committed suicide and, and and there has been a lot of suicide in general with celebrities so it's just like there's a dark side so it's kind of just explaining all of that really and just giving perspective yeah and it's interesting because when you speak about people forget that there's a dark side typically to people. And Instagram, I think if I was to use as an example as a social media platform, is it's a highlights reel. We don't post, you know, the negatives and the downs because it doesn't work in accordance with what the platform was designed for necessarily. Yeah. And when you think about platforms such as um, Instagram, again, it's um, I like to call it a narcissist playground, I suppose, in the sense of we post we go for likes, we go for comments, and so on and so on. And I want to ask, do you think social media has a big part to play with men's mental health um, and the decline of mental health as the years have gone on? Um, 
I'm a, I'll say yes and I'll say no. Um, I, I think the way in which we use social media for a lot of people is 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 harmful in, in a sense of that we're exposed to so much more. And I, I think a lot of people, in regards to you know who they follow, um, the kind of uh, content in which they get engaging in, because social media can be a very positive place, and and people who you know audit their social media, who, you know, watch the accounts that they follow, they are um, probably receiving the positive side of social media, but then there also is, is the dark side. And I think it's just, it's something that's not really been explained or, or, or spoken about, I guess. So I think a lot of people have kind of stepped into the world of um, social media on autopilot mode. And it's really to, to, to sell us stuff in it, but like we, we're cons consumers really. And I think in regards to people knowing what's positive and what's bad for them, they, they, they don't necessarily know. Like, you may follow somebody because you think, I like them, I think they're cool, I like the relationship that they have, I like their kids, and they like all of those stuff. But on the flip side of that, all of this like, like, liking is actually making you look at yourself and think, oh, I'm unhappy in this respect, I don't like this about myself and, and all of that stuff. So I, I think it's just, just yeah, just my mindset. I think I, I haven't answered your question, but I've answered your question. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, I think I somewhat get it. So yeah. I want to ask you, in terms of men and mental health, why do you believe that not enough men speak about their issues? And what do you think some of the factors are that lead men to commit themselves and to kill themselves at such high rates? Um, I think what a man is in 2020 has much like it's changed so much to what a man used to be but i think we're very much so set in the historical mindset of you know a male being the provider the male being strong the male being all, all of these things so I, I think there's a lot of it's almost invisible invisible pressure and imaginable pressure imaginary pressure in a sense of that realistically it's not as important as it was once was like you're not going to randomly get attacked walking down the road like you haven't really got to fully protect your partner um, as you know there was a time and, and I think a lot of us have conversations and speak about stuff but I'm not actually like taking a step back and seeing you know what's really going on what's really happening here um so I, I, I just honestly think like that has a large part to do with it and also um just there aren't a lot of spaces in which men are able to open up and be themselves. Like a lot of guys are fortunate to have friendship groups, are fortunate to be in, you know, fa have family relationships in which they are open up, able to open up. Sorry, but for a lot of men, they they aren't, and they have friendships in which you know banter, take the mick out of each other, all of this stuff. So actually, to have a, a serious conversation about things that we're going through, um, kind of majority of the time, the first answer is accepted of like, you know, how are you doing? Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine, but it's like, you know, how are you really doing? Like, what's really going on in your life? Um, ob observing. Um, so I, I think, I think that's a, that's just a, a large factor, and and also like, we tend not to deal with the issues. It's more so like distracting or running away from the issues. You know, if I'm not feeling too great or whatever, I might go out and have a good time or go and like, you know, people turn to, to alcohol or or drugs, or women even, and it's just like that whole thing of not actually unpackaging what the issue is, what you're going through, um, like, and just the effects of, like, yeah, just ch childhood trauma and how you've created yourself from your, your childhood, a lot of it stems from, so I guess, like, even, even therapy, we don't really, uh, many guys aren't exposed to, you know, therapy or, or, or the value in therapy, the value in discussing stuff, so, yeah, that's it. I, mean, I think that's a very interesting, um, in the sense of, I find therapy for me has been so helpful. I think there's certain parts of my past that I've looked at in terms of how I was raised and I thought, I don't want to project that onto other people. I don't want to project onto children that I have in the future and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. Why do you think men have still not found solace perhaps in traditional therapy, but your platform, it acts as a form of therapy in some senses. Why do you think it's easier for them to access the man talk as opposed to going to the NHS to sit down with a therapist? Um, I guess it's the, the, the I can't speak for everybody, but I, I think I would personally feel largely it's to do with like just the whole um, vulnerable 
aspect of it and it being an, an alien space in regards to, as I've said, a lot of men haven't got a space in which they're able to open up. So, so I feel like women, they speak to their friends, they speak to their family, they unpackage a lot of stuff and experiences they're going through. And it's almost like they get a little taste of therapy in their friendship groups. And then it's like, well, if I actually went to a professional and spoke about it, it's only going to be more beneficial than it is, you know, speaking to, to my friends and having those kind of conversations. Whereas I think a lot of guys, it's almost like, it's just a lonely journey to therapy to going through all of this stuff and, and dealing with it on your own. So I think it's like taking, taking that step. And, and um, I haven't got the stats, but even just going to the, um, the doctors and going to the hospital and getting your men, getting their self checked out, like women are more likely to get their self checked out and then guys are like, you know? So yeah, I, I think that's it. So it was like for, for us, what had been important and what I saw when we were launching the platform was, it was important for it to be large and to be a movement of men and making it cool, making it acceptable. It's okay, it's all right. As opposed to it being like, because we could have started the, the Man Talk on a smaller scale and said, you know, we're going to get a, a group of, of uh, 20 guys in, in a room and have a conversation. And don't get me wrong, that would have been impactful, but it wouldn't have shifted things because I just want it to be cool and be acceptable for someone to go, oh yeah, I'm going to the man talk, I'm going to have this conversation, I'm going to do stuff, as opposed to it being like, I know when we've done our first event, I can almost guarantee that there were some guys that attended that probably said, oh yeah, I'm just going to, um, to Brixton to go and have a meal, or I'm just going to, like, as opposed to kind of saying it with their chest, if that makes sense. So Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just, for me, I just think it's just making things more acceptable, making it okay, and, that, and that's what's going to kind of shift the conversation forward. Yeah. And typically in, um, in society now, we hear the word toxic masculinity. Do you think to toxic masculinity has a lot to do with why men don't talk and why men continue to face these issues? And do you think the man talk has the power to challenge certain notions of toxic masculinity? Um, I would say yes in... in, 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 in... Because I've I, I just wanted it to basically be as a platform for every male, every every guy, and kind of include everybody in, in the conversation. And I know, like, for some, you could say um, toxic, um, toxic masculinity has been a factor, whether it be, you know, the, the parenting or what um, relationships they have, the males around them. Um, but for some, for others, it just, it just hasn't, it hasn't been that. So I don't like to, like, pin the blame on that and, and say that's the reason and, and I think what's also been interesting when I've been running the platform is that I've had certain panelists on the panel who have been can be put into certain categories which maybe have a negative tone but I think it's really important for us to you know understand every male and every person and every individual because you, it, you, can't, you can't just pick and choose groups so it's like you know oh this group of people are open to therapy or they're open to this so yeah we're gonna kind of go with everyone i, I think it's important to sort of just educate everybody and have those conversations yeah so okay and um, I, previously in one of your comments you spoke about the pressure that men face in society there's invisible and there's imaginary pressures so typically when we think about women um the pressure is in some senses, they're objectified, constantly seen as sexual objects. And typically, when we think about men, we don't really like to talk about men are seen as success objects in the sense of if a man's not successful, he's not as attractive. Do you think men still face the pressure of being successful to being attractive to the partners, romantically speaking? I think it's... I think the focus has to be on self before like we can even throw anybody else into the picture. And I, I think that it's important for, I think the issue again with men has been, and women as well, is that it's almost operating for an external factor, be it a, a, a guy or a, or a female, as opposed to working on their self and being, you know, sure of, of yourself. So I, I think like, I think there's someone for everyone, if that makes sense. It sounds a bit like 
yeah, I think there's somebody for everyone. So I think that there are people who are, you know, successful and then there are a, a certain kind of girl that may be attracted to that. But then there are girls who aren't attracted to them for their success. They're just attracted to them for the in, individual, the person they are. And I think something that a lot of people aren't really, or not aware of, but people don't really take on is that people project like their stuff onto you. Like your partner can, a partner, should I say, not necessarily your partner, but a partner can project their stuff on onto you so them experiencing um childhood trauma and them you know women wanting a i need a strong man i need someone who's gonna like look after me protect me blah 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 like all of this stuff it's like realistically if you look at it what do you need protection from like what do you really need protection from like you know all, all of this stuff i have i have a job this is the salary these are our bills blah 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 but it's like there's so much stuff in like people say stuff, but it's never really like challenged or or questioned, isn't it? Like um, I need it's a, some things I understand and I get like it is attractive for a guy to be be a certain certain way and, and come to experience it. But I think there is like that male and female energy, and I think sometimes in some relationships there are actually it's the the female who who would maybe take on more of the masculine energy than the male, if that makes sense. And they want, like, a, a partnership can work fine like that. It just depends on the individual. So I don't like to just say, oh, that, it, it's, it, it's like that, because I, I think that there is someone for everyone in a relationship sense. I'll be around with that answer, but yeah. Yeah, because I think with some of my friends, typically when we have conversations, there's a pressure in the sense of some men feel like they've got to have a salary, they've got to have a house, they've got to be able to pay for the first date and they said if they can't do any of that they don't want to date simply because a lot of women now they this is this is an opinion from some people but they say a lot of women now no longer want to help a man build but they want to be at the end of the finish line and i think that's where some men may feel that pressure comes from and when we think about and like a very unstable job market a very unstable you know world at the moment especially to do with covid a lot of men have lost jobs and typically, yeah. whilst the, the fields have changed, is the, me is the mindset with men changing in terms of how we see but, ourselves? But you know, you know, you know what you, you're saying in regards to, to females and, and some of your, your friends, what they were saying? I think, again, that's why I say it's very important to work on self and to understand and know what self wants. Because if you're saying, like, a lot of people want and need that, if being successful, if having a, a, a car, if all of this thing that you're, you're, you're saying that a woman needs, it's almost like you're basically saying, you're saying, I'm not saying you as a new person, but somebody's saying, I'm not that, and that's what I need to be yeah. to get the partners. And so that's when things become very warped. So is, it, is that actually, am I being successful for me or am i being successful because for someone else success, exactly because successful me is basically a real successful person is somebody who is working towards what they're working on doing what they're doing and that's how they become successful and then they may attract a certain type of person they may do all that stuff but they don't do things to attract people if, if that makes sense it's more so just being on your own journey being on, on your path and i think this is a thing that's very warped at the moment in regards to social media in regards to like outlook in regards to mindset it's like it's very it's just all show it's very like highlight reel but how much stuff are you actually doing for you i might go to mercedes take up this and get get a um, a new car do all of this, this stuff buy all of these clothes but Am I doing it for me? Like, do I actually... When you buy your dream, you're meant to be like, I love this car. This is why I purchased this car is because I love it and I love yeah. everything about it. But so many people are doing things to be like, yeah, when they see me pull up in this car, they're going to think this and they're going to feel this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so many people in life, they haven't got their, their priorities sorted out correctly. Um, it's, it's all about like um, instant gratifications. If there's no like, long-term goal no long-term plan and i think like what's also missing in the conversation is just there's no one holding people accountable uh, in regards to their thoughts in regards to their processes so it's like you want to do that it's like why do you want to do that what's the reason for you to do that are you doing it for you and it's like that and even just a conversation in regards to like girls and, and all of that it's like if you're doing it for them then is that the person that you are is that the individual because again if you lose your job if you lose the car if you lose all of these things that's what your success, that's what you've built yourself up on. And it's not actually 
you like it's not you. So yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> but but interestingly, someone made a good point here. Um, they said that there's an approval addiction, and as you said, instant gratification. We no longer live in a society where delayed gratification really matters necessarily. So it, it helped. It, it helped. It makes me want to ask. We have so again going back to social media and going back to the way we consume information. We consume information in in such minute amounts now. You think about. Um, Instagram, you've got 30 seconds, you've got 60 seconds. Everything is smaller. Nobody wants to see the journey, but everybody wants to see the results. Mm. Are men more likely to fall victim to that in the, for the need to impress somebody? And how can somebody, therefore, look to self to say, I need to do this for myself and for nobody else? What would, you, your, what would your advice be? Um, yeah, it is, it, is a, it is a process. Like, every, everything is a process. And, and I think it's about understanding... Sorry if my answer sounds sounding the same, but just understanding what it is that you want to... to like, I think with everything, it just starts with a lot of self-work. Like, self-work. There isn't anything wrong with wanting cars, wanting, like, these material things, if that is what is fueling you, if that's what's feeding you. But it's a case of, like, for myself personally, I would look at building something that is going to make that lifestyle or that thing sustainable. Um, and I think some, someone uh, mentioned or put in the comments about um, ego, ego as well. And I, and I think that is like largely to do with it as well, as well is, is like these things kind of push and drive ego. And I think it's, it's just important for people to just do, do self-work. So you're able to say, no, like I don't want to do that. Or I know what that is or, or, or I see this. Yeah. Just see, seeing things for what they are, yeah. But then, typically, I find with um, being a man sometimes, as you said, ego can be a big part. And I find it quite relieving to look at myself and when I've gone to therapy, I've either come out of therapy really happy or I've come out of therapy really sad and upset. But I find that liberating. As you said, and we both probably agree, not every man finds that liberation it's hard to do internal work when the external when the external factors do not always reward you for that and as you said to have the self want to do it for no one else but yourself how did you come to that place where you realize lewis that i have to do it for me because there's going to be people there's going to be men especially but like i don't want to do that that's not important to me and there's other stuff that's more important. How do we get men to realise it's really important for us to reduce our ego and to do the hard work? Um, I think it's having conversations regarding like the process, the, the, the benefits and what the, the, the and rewards that you reap from, from doing that, that, that type of work. Um, for, for myself, it was very much so... Um, getting into books, like, like that was what really, finding out how valuable books are and just going through, like you can go through life and read no books, taking no knowledge and it's like you're literally just making things a thousand times harder for yourself because you're not able to tune into like previous experiences and, and a lot of authors have put all of what they've taken in from this earth on their time on earth, all of the experiences where they go and put in a book. So by you reading a book, that is what's going to make a difference. And I think for myself, there's been so many things like finance, um, fitness, um, nutrition, um, literature, like books, as I was saying. When I was a child or when I was growing up when I was a teenager, nobody really sat me down and said, look, these are the benefits of, of these things. These are the people who... Like, so majority of the successful people, the conversation you have with a lot of them is they read a lot of books, they have um, uh, fitnesses in their routine, they have some sort of exercise, some sort of mindfulness. Majority, if, if we talk about success, successful guys, so it's just like, and that's in all realms of, if, if it's like in a business sense, like financially successful, um, if it's uh, religiously, relig in be being successful religiously, spiritually, like whatever, majority of the components that people who are at the top use and what they, they tap into, it's the same. So it's just about having a conversation about people and with people. 
And it's like, some people say, you know, you need to get a house, right? You need to buy, you need to get on the, on the property ladder. Like, you'll hear that from when you're like 17, 18, like, have this long conversation, like, you need to get on the property ladder. And then you hear how much it is for a deposit. Then you might only have 27 pounds in, in your bank account. And then it's like, I can't see how I'm going to get to saving that deposit in to get, so no one's giving me a direct path. So it's like, I'm not going to start behaving better with my finance. I'm not going to start building from the place and space in which I am because I can't see it happening. I can't see, it's not possible. So I think it's just about having conversations with people in regards to, uh, in regards, sorry, to the process and also just the benefits of the process. Like you're going to reap benefits. And also like this starting thing I've given to you or I've said to you, it may not work. However, it doesn't mean that everything, so I might say to you, this book's great. You might not feel this book. However, there's going to be alternative books, other books that are going to work for you. And I think, like, with everything that I do, if, I'm, if I give somebody advice, I always try to, like, make it personal to them, try to understand, like, I will never... If someone asks me, oh, what's a good book? Like, I, I couldn't just give an answer for a good book because it depends on the individual's situation, what they're into, what their interests are, like, where they want to go. So, yeah, I think the most important thing is the process, um... Uh, someone said about true self and, and, and purpose again purpose is I think man needs purpose that, that, that is something that's very much so needed and I think it's about some people say oh, I, I, I don't know what my purpose is I don't know and it, it, it's like you've just got to work from where you are what, 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 what's available to you what, what, what you can do what you are interested in and it's like it's not just going to fall into your lap and I think there's so many people who are don't take any action they don't make any movements because they're worried of you know things not working out or um them failing or it not necessarily being the thing that's meant to happen and it's just like you have to understand again life is a process it's a journey and you might do the first thing fail but when you do it the second time around you you have the the knowledge and experience from your first failure to know that you're not going to make the same mistakes that you made the first time around and also just skills are transferable like i've done so much stuff since i've i i, I like left school I, I got into sort of doing graphic design i do i do music i do photography i do so much like, i do so many so many things but it's like things just come together in regards to it all making sense and they're all being like transferable skills so sometimes you learn things and it may not actually be, you know, what you're actually doing in, in which that skill is going to come useful. It may turn into something that's great later down in the, on, sorry, later on down in the land. Yeah. And um, people have asked, we've got some good comments and um, before I go to the comments, ideally everyone throw questions in the question box. I'll still ask them. But Lewis, I want to ask you, you and I both unanimously agree that books are the key. Um, reading is very important, but it's very contextual as well, based on your situation, how you feel, how you think. Typically, when you think about being black, black boys are locked in with achievements of the body and not achievements of the mind. So it's easy for us to go and play sport, but to do that internal work is harder. For us to be academic is laughed on and frowned upon. When I grew up, typically, I was one of the, I was one of the children in school that I enjoyed reading, and boys made fun out of me, but I was never deterred from it necessarily. Why do you believe that young black boys, perhaps, this is a generalization, are not as in tune with reading, perhaps, as we should be? And why is it being intellectual is almost frowned upon in some parts of the black community? Um, I guess it's just what's being pushed in, in like, I guess, black culture, like, largely on if... if it's not putting everything into black culture, but if I say hip-hop, R&B, like, that's probably the biggest export globally, or, like, just music and entertainment, like, globally around the world. And in regards to... Um, I can't remember the question fully. Um, but in, just in regards to books, it's, it's not... A lot of the time, it's not shared, or I, I think the conversation in regards to books is just the wrong book. Like going through school experience in school it's like educational books are completely different to the literature that the rest of the literature that's out there so I, so I think in education there may have been a time where you were just reading books because you had to read books and I didn't really want to read books but I got to read books because I have to read books and then it's like there are 
other books out there that are going to help you to sort of educate your mind, soul, just take things to, to the next level and understanding that majority of, if not all, successful people read. Like, it, it, it's everybody reads. So it's like so many times people look at the... Um, the, the image of somebody, look at their results, look at all, all of that, but they don't understand that reading has been a large part of this. Like, like reading is a large part of this. Um, there's a saying, um, the person who um, doesn't read only lives one life. How, no, sorry, a, a reader lives a thousand lives. Um, the person who doesn't read only lives one life. And, and I think it's just, that's what needs to be pushed. And I, I think a lot of the times the wrong books are being pushed and the wrong like process is being pushed onto people while they're not getting into books and also like it's all, all alternative so if, if you reading a physical book isn't isn't good for you there's also audible versions also like the, these things are available so it's just making it all ex acceptable and okay for all of these things like yeah absolutely um let me take a question that we have here i'm gonna read this out and i'm gonna put it up so it says do you think race plays a part regarding men not reaching out to another, i.e., is it more common amongst black men or does it bear no relevance? Um, I think... I'd probably say it's more than likely larger within the black community. And I think there's so much stuff that we experience going through... Um, being young, being teenagers, um, like the whole gang culture, if you're going to be uh, a good black boy or a bad black boy and what that looks like and then navigating it through like society, seeing you to be, it's, it's just, there's so much stuff that we navigate as, 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 as young black males that isn't spoken about and it's just like, you almost see it as being the norm and being okay and being acceptable and not understanding that there's like, repercussions later on in life and also just the whole parenting style of you you know not talking about being like you can't be show any emotion really you've got to be strong you know what what, what you're crying about i give you um what you're crying for i'll give you something to cry about all yeah. of that stuff you're just like suppressing emotions like all being something yeah. kind of being that strong male and then also there's institutional racism that's you know you've had to deal with throughout um, not being able to be oneself like there's been times at work where I, I haven't been able to like share what I'm doing at the weekend or or be open or just be myself or talk in my normal tone because that's not what I see as being professional or being right or being correct but then in, that has an effect on, on you realistically because you the you the um, who you see self as to be it's like almost that saying self is not good enough self is not okay self is and i think like in regards to this whole culture talk that's been happening with you know um black lives matter and 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 the there being equality and, and everything being um a level playing field i think within the black community there's a lot of work that needs to be done in regards to us and how we feel about ourselves and the kind of conversations that we be having because almost how some people it's like oblivious to the in, um it's, it's oblivious that it's not a level playing field. It's it's like to some blacks they don't see all of the things that they are okay with, like being stopped by the police and, and there being like a difference in how stuff. Because sometimes for myself, even just travelling on public transport, it just annoys me. Like how I know if um, a, a elderly white woman was to do something like push in front of a queue and, and jump on the train. If a, like, a, a black boy was to come and do the exact same thing, it would be like seen as a big issue, but then it was okay for the, the little lady to do it, if that makes sense. But, okay. yeah. We'll take another question um, by Harry Mack. It says, do you think sometimes people confuse happiness for a destination when it's just part of our journey along with everything else? Yes, I, I would say 100%. And I think a lot of people feel as though they're going to reach some point and it's just all going to click and I'm at happiness and then from there you're just plain sailing at 100% um, 
yeah, and it's, it's not the case. It, 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 it's up and down and, and you've got to still kind of continue and carry on putting on the work. And in regards to the man talk and us having the panellists in which we do do is because it's interesting to see like wealthy people, what their ups and downs are, what they're affected by. Because if, if you're not wealthy, if you're not successful, if, if, if you just look from the pace that you're at, you're going to be like, yeah, when I get there, everything's going to be okay, everything's going to be hunky-dory, but that's just not the case. And even if you look at your own life, there's been times when you've said to yourself, you know, when I finish primary school, that's going to be it. I'm going to be in secondary school. That's all I need to do is just get to secondary school. Then you're in secondary school, then you're like, oh, when I, when I leave, I'm going to get to college, I'm going to go uni, then there's going to be loads of... But all of these things, and you put these, like, um, milestones in your life, but at the stage of where you are, you're like, once I reach that milestone, everything's going to be sorted. It's all going to be done. Like in regards to job certain times or, or reaching certain um, pay scales or there's just so much stuff that you say to yourself, like once you get it, that's going to be, I'm going to be, everything's going to be okay. And then, and then it just moves. And, and, and the same goes with like, success, the same goes with happiness. It just, it just moves. But I think it's very much, it, it's important for, someone to work on self and to be able to function like just with the bare minimum and everything else is a bonus and I think it, it like doing work with you know gratitude and mindfulness and, and doing all of these things you'll reap the benefits because you don't need all of that stuff so I think like even at this time of you know having the lockdown and, and dealing with the pandemic I think an issue for a lot of people was they were unable to be with self I can't go to the restaurant. I can't socialize. I can't do all of, all of these things. So just being able to just be with self, like, I think that's um, important. Lewis, so during lockdown, COVID, <laughs> before, yeah, during lockdown, COVID um, really shook the world up for some people. And following on from a comment that we have here that lockdown was a good time for people to find themselves. Has lockdown been a good time for man talk? Do you find more men have come forward to speak about their issues or do you find it's a bit regressed at all? Um, it has been a good time for the man talk in regards to, you know, having a, a conversation and speaking about things. Um, to be honest, as a platform, I kind of took a conscious decision to just step back a bit because we deal with, like, the day-to-day -day issues and we, we may have got it wrong, like, we may have people may have wanted to see more of us for us to have a conversation in regards to like COVID and, and the whole situation. But for me personally, I just remember at the beginning of this all, I was super overwhelmed with everything. Like there's a level of fear with this invisible, invisible virus. You don't know what's going on. There's also like all of the um, conspiracy theories, some of them seeming to make a lot of sense and, and making sense. So just not really knowing or being aware of what's going on. You have to listen to what the government are saying because they're um, dictating what your next moves and your next steps are going to be, where you're going to do your job and stuff. So I just found the whole time to be very overwhelming. Every single person in your life, the, the topic is COVID. So it was like, I didn't want to contribute as a platform to all of this noise on social media and stuff and whatever. But then at the same time, it was like people had this big COVID fish to fry. So it's like talking about the day-to-day -day issues, which is almost alien to the situation because we are in lockdown. So talking about childhood trauma, talking about all of these things, your, men men like your mental health to, to, to a certain extent, all of these things that were pre-COVID, it was kind of hard to justify. So I kind of just took a step back. But at the latter end, we started doing the, the Zoom events and, and we've done two so far. And... Um, yeah, like we've, we've had over about 160, 60 males in, in that. And, and it's been great as a um, being on Zoom because we've had people in uh, like New York and Singapore. And it's just had like a, a Sweden as well. It was just like a global reach, which has been great. So I, I think had we not had this whole COVID situation, we probably wouldn't have stepped into that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been what COVID has been for us as a platform. What does being a man in 2020 mean to you, Lewis? Um, being a man in 2020, 
So that's a good question. I haven't even asked that one before. I, I think it's just being. It's being, it's being self, being true to, true to you. I think I've, I've probably said that a, lot, a lot of the same thing in this, um, in this, this talk. But yeah, I think it's just being real to, to self, isn't it? Like, I can't say there's a, a correct or a wrong way of, of being a male. It's just I think you need to find what it is that you like, what feeds yourself, and then have a, a routine, have structure that feeds that to be the best possible version of, your, of yourself in it, like whatever that self looks like. I, I, we're not in a, a space like where, you know, the male has to provide, the male has to do this. And, and I think all of these old um, ideals have walked like a lot of men and have put a lot of pressure on men's mental health. Like you've got guys who are going on dates with women who are earning like twice their salary, maybe even three times their salary, but they're like footing the bill and paying for it. And, and obviously, because they're working at a certain level, they're expecting a certain level. So I, I, personally, I just think it's about being true to oneself. And sometimes you have to just leave something, like if you know something isn't for you, you just got to leave it on, on the shelf. I'll, like there's no, nothing wrong with like aspiring for certain things, but just because you want something, it doesn't mean it's, it's right for you. Like, so I think it's about just, understanding yourself, working on self, building up self, and just getting to a, a crazy high level. I think there's a lot of, in 2020, there's a lot of distractions. And I think it's, it's about avoiding the distractions and actually seeing like life for what it is. And I think life is, can be very simple if you understand it from a, a simple place like in, in regards to situations, like all that happens really is just like conversations and just basic stuff, but you can build up all of these stories and things to make it like so much more and, and, and be so much more complicated. And I, and I think self also, like working on self is also like dealing with your childhood, you know, the effects of your parenting. Like uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of people struggle with the fact that they put, they make their parent be some sort of superhero, like, your mum, your dad was meant to be this thing and some mums and dads were great and done all of the stuff that, you know, the, uh, the child wanted them to do, whereas other parents didn't do that stuff. And there, there was like this expectancy that, you know, my mum should have been this and my, my dad should have done that and I don't know why and I would have never and blah, blah, blah. But I think obviously there are bad parents who do really bad things, but I think in majority of cases, majority of um, parents were just doing the best in which they, they can do at the time with the knowledge that they had at the time. And we, we sometimes don't see them as just being human beings. So like you accept it from a friend or accept it from that. But like when it comes to a parent, they're supposed to be some different realm of human being. So, yeah. So can I take from your answer, I suppose someone said it's a loaded question and it absolutely is a loaded question. So as I said, from your answer, I can take it's being self-aware, being self-critical, knowing oneself and understanding that I suppose it's a journey that you're going on and it's not, the, not a destination. Yes, yeah. So when we think of man talk, and um, again, I know the work you do because I've, I've known you for a while. I've followed a lot of work that you've done. Um, do man talk work in collaboration with other organizations that are helping men speak and trying to allow young boys and men a space in which that they can grow and flourish um yeah we, we we haven't we are open to collaborations and like originally when we started launching the platform i was like hey like yeah like we're open and we'll do um collaborations but it was just we had a lot of work to do as a platform to build our infrastructure and to do all of our stuff and it has been pretty like time time consuming and doing that so actually to do all of these other like sort of collaborative events or things um whatever that looks like it hasn't really been a possibility but we are like we are open to it and um, we've done earlier on this year we've done um a collaborative event with Gymshark and um they reached out to us and it, it kind of just made sense and was it was just another event so it was just yeah if it makes sense and it's going to make a difference then, then we do it basically We've done a talk at the, at the um the home office as well that that was 
great. So yeah, if, if it makes sense, we'll do it. But it's just we can't be pulled away from like the actual work in which we're doing. If that makes sense. So sometimes, if if we were to do a collabor uh, collaboration, it kind of sidetracks us from actually us moving forward and progressing because as a platform we're doing great work we've done amazing events but there's still so much more that we want to execute on and where we want to take it yeah and do you believe the future is positive number one for masculinity number two for manhood and number three for men do you feel the future is a positive place yeah Definitely, definitely. I, I just feel there just has to be sort of more conversations, really. And um, conversations of, of value, conversations where people can apply themselves. Um, I, I think for years, and this was another reason as to why I wanted to kind of create the platform, was just like people talk about mental health, people talk about stuff, but it's like, what are the actionables for people to take? Even like celebrities coming out and saying, you know, I've struggled with, with mental health, I've struggled with this, I've struggled with that. Like saying that it brings awareness to it, it's, it's great, but then you could go a step further by actually saying what your experience was like, how I went to therapy. Therapy was great for me. This is why therapy was great for me. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, what's been pushed for years is just, it's great so-and-so has come out and said that they've had battles with mental health. So it's just like, what does it look like? Because yeah. it's great for me to say Justin Bieber's suffering, but it's like, okay, he's got a lush, large, massive platform where he could actually make a lot of people feel reassured with the burdens in which they have or actually have actionables, or I've tried this, or I spoke to this person, and you know what? I haven't actually tried that, but they've tried that, and that might be beneficial. And, and they're... They're the kind of conversations that are going to make a difference. And I think also it's just about having a level of authenticity. I think there's so many people, influencers and um, celebrities who have chosen their time to be authentic and real, chosen their time to cry on camera. But then there's been times when they've been having the worst week ever then they get on social media and are smiling and everything's great and everything's hunky-dory. And I understand that it's a platform and, you know, you're a, a business and a brand and all of, all of that stuff. But at the same time, I don't, I don't want people being a part of this conversation in regards to, like, well-being, being a part of this conversation in regards to, like, health, if you're not going to be consistent with that, innit? Like, if you're, if, if you're not feeling great, then don't post or don't say anything. If that's not what you want to share with the world, but don't, like, lie and hide behind it because it's, like, you can champion someone for having one authentic post, but... 99% of their stuff is just a load of rubbish. Like, so it, it's, yeah. But Lewis, I'm going to ask you just two more questions. We live in a society that rewards moment, that rewards impulsive behaviours and um, negative reinforcement. As you said, we have influencers, we've got um, celebrities who champion moments in which they can be vulnerable because society doesn't reward what we commonly characterise as weakness which is typically that humans, we go through highs and we go through lows. And sometimes our lows are bigger than our highs. Do celebrities and anyone who's in this, um, the public spotlight, do they owe the community more of a responsibility to be honest and authentic? I don't think, I don't think they owe, I don't think they owe it, but it's just down to, it's just down to the individual and the person. And I think sometimes even that, like the whole talk of, you know, celebrity um, or influencer. They're just human beings. Like, they're, they're not anything... Any, they're no different to, to you and I. Like, they're just human beings. Like, they're just yeah. regular people. And I think sometimes we apply all of this pressure and expectation of, like, yeah, they're a celebrity and they've got, and they've got this blog. And it's like, they can do what they want. So it's like, when you go to the, the, the off-license or you go to the news agents and someone's there... You're not like, oh no, she needs to do... It's like, yeah, they've just got to the place of what they've got to and that's their choice and decision and they can kind of be the individual and be the person they want to be. But I just don't like it when people um, use something. It's being used. So, so like in regards to mental health, it's being used because it's like being 
in topic or you know people might side or I might be more relatable or, or, or it's like that like um, I think one of my one of my favourite celebrities and it's someone I really want to get on, 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 on the mantle panel is like Stormzy and I think he's just very consistent in his what he speaks about his, his, his tone in regards to him as a person like as an individual like and he's not very um, much so caught up in the um, materialistic side of, of the celebrity. Like, just, just if that makes sense, he's just... Yeah, I know. I know. So I'm going to be having an Instagram live with um, Carney's Community Centre. They work closely with Stormzy, so I can set you up if um, that makes a little help, you know, put some links in. But my final question um, is going to be, what does the future hold for Mantalk? And where would Mantalk like to be as an organisation? Where do you envision yourselves? Where we want to... Um, we're going to be become just global and, and, and make the biggest difference in regards to men um, opening up and, and talking. And, and we don't just come from a place of, like, speaking on mental health, speaking on, on therapy. It's also just the, the whole positive side of, of you know... Um, pursuing your passion, um, just being inspired by people. But it, it's, we just wanted to, to, to start a community that is kind of each one teach one and that's the conversation. So uh, there isn't a, a lid that I see for the mantle pack. I, I want to just take it as far as it can be taken and um, yeah, like just step by step, we'll get there. And where can, where can everyone find you? Because um, obviously I'm going to link your socials afterwards, but what can people do to help um, Mantalk continue to thrive as a platform? Um, yeah, so you can be found on, on Instagram um, at the Mantalk. And yeah, just to, to support us is just literally just to support content, follow events. Um, there's been a large ask for us to move over to sort of doing mixed events and, and we're just, just, yeah, just support, just support the platform. That's it really. Yeah. We have one last question. I said I was going to do one, but I've gone over. We're going to keep this, I'm going to have to keep this really short. Do you think that a lot of men are holding on to past trauma that needs healing from within? Yes. And um, an untold story never heals. And that's a fact. And I think a lot of people aren't telling the story. So it's not healing. And it's just inside. Like when, when you release trauma or you release like, resentment that you've been holding for for, for someone there's almost, there's like a physical release absolutely in just, just caught up in something so i think like that's the beneficial like the benefits of, of therapy and speaking about stuff so yeah absolutely and um there's no need to apologize by the way lotus um but i agree and as i said when i used to go to therapy and i let go of issues that i had um i either cried or i was so happy it, there was no in between it was so relieving and I think us men we we owe it to each other to speak more about how we feel we owe it to each other to have friendships that are nourishing that allow us to be emotionally intelligent as well as physically intelligent but Lewis I gotta say thank you for coming on and having the conversation thank you for having me thank you for having me and um, I think the work man talk does is it's essential to everything that being a man should be we we have to be emotionally cognizant you know, I think if men don't talk about their feelings, we'll continue to have the issues that we have in society. Yes. And can you keep up and continue doing your lives? I know this is, is the 10th one, but yeah, I think there's, I don't know what triggered you off to start it, but definitely continue doing it because it's, it's great work that you're doing. It's great conversations. I'm humbled. Um, I think for a while, it's, it's a good, it's what you've mentioned. It's for a while, I, I think I was a bit nervous. I wasn't too sure whether I wanted to do the lives. I wasn't really sure if people wanted to have the conversation. But speaking to yourself and to the other guests I've had, it's shown that there's a, there's, there's a need for dialogue. There's a need for discourse. So I greatly appreciate that more than anything else. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the gym, man, because I've been training at Brixton Street Gym. Oh, OK, OK. Yes, I'll see you down there for sure. Yeah, man. So I'm looking to come and get a little workout with you. And let's cry and let's talk about things that hurt us. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, thank you so much. And thank you to everyone that's locked in. And again, check out the man talk, check out Lewis's page. And 
We're both open. Comment, share, like, and repost. Lewis, we're going to keep in contact. Yes. Thank you right. so much. Have a, Have a great day, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I look forward to having you again. If you've enjoyed, share, subscribe, follow, and make sure everybody gets to have the blessing that is conversations. And remember, Flower Hour is the podcast where conversations blossom.